And we are live. So uh, watch your P's and Q's. All the dads are here this week. Nathan is here. Hello. Dave is here. Afternoon. Adrian's here. Hi, Jared. Bringing all the energy I see this week, Nathan. Good man. Wow. Yeah. What's, wrong? What, what, what's the issue? You were just very, very downbeat there. Oh, sorry. After. I apologize. I apologize. I had a lot of, um, I had, I had unfortunately a lot of energy left over from Friday, Jer. When Go on, get it in there when you humiliated me in our duathlon. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm a good winner, Nathan, you know. Really? You're a bad, really? you're a bad really? loser, it turns out. I'm, a, I'm absolutely a bad loser. <laughs> How much did I beat you by? Well, that's up for debate, as I said previously, due to the shambolic running flat, of the duathlon. But how much roughly is it, did I beat you by? Not well, for one of your scheduled sessions. <laughs> this is an no all-in answer. Right <laughs> <laughs> an hour and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. How are we all doing? And just just as wrecked afterwards. Uh, speaking of which, um, hi lads. Delighted to see the podcast back after you're a few weeks away. The last mail I sent was titled "Best of Luck for 2020." How's that going? I'll keep this one shorter. Dave has a bit of an interesting question to answer at home, so I figured I'd try to help. There's no need to read all this out. It's just for info and for general discussion if needs be. I mentioned in the previous mail that I'm a primary teacher and it's part of our job to help guide the children's knowledge of relationships and sexuality education. And then there's a link to a couple of um, booklets. Uh, I'd certainly start with reading the Tom's Power Flower booklet as the story may be suitable. The reality is that how far down the road you go on the answer depends on the individual child's capacity to process the information and the parents are best placed to decide that. So uh, this is, and there's a bunch of um, links to the stuff that you can get on uh, healthpromotion.ie on their website. And we can tweet those links out after this as well. Um, but Dave, for anybody who missed it, you tweeted out the question, where do babies come from? <clears throat> yeah, I was asked that in the car one day last week. Where do babies come from? In fact, there are two of them are probably within earshot. So I'll, I don't want to trigger a re-asking of that question <laughs> because it hasn't been asked since. Um, so I'm just hoping the question has kind of been forgotten about and it goes away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Certainly until I get my research done. What did you say? Um, <laughs> Your research I said, done. I said, well, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Dave, I, I, did, I didn't know the <laughs> conversation was going to go. What did you say? Yeah, I need, to, uh, I need to know the answer to the question myself before I can impart knowledge on it. Um, I just said, oh, they come from Mammy's tummy. But he's, he's a bit too sharp for that. So he obviously followed that with, well, how do they, how do they get into Mammy's tummy? And to that, I pointed at the uh, sky and said, is that a cloud? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, attention was distracted for a sufficient time for it to be forgotten about. And we haven't got back there since. But I now will be reading up on it as to what the best way to approach it is. You guys, well, certainly Nathan and Jer, you guys must have had this conversation, no? Uh, well, I've got two boys, so their inquisitive nature doesn't extend too far past Minecraft and football. <laughs> Thankfully, so far. What's the name of that leaflet? Um, it's Tim's? called Tom's Power Flower. Tom's Power um, Flower. Uh, it's called Talking to Your Young Child About Relationship Sexuality and Growing Up. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, mean, I thought the most interesting part of that email was the bit about what you say to your children is likely to be repeated to their friends and when you yeah. go, when they go into school, which is, uh, well, a lesson I probably found out a long time ago because my wife is a primary school teacher and would often come home with, obviously, names redacted, but would hear a lot about a lot of people's... Uh, sex lives. 
not so much. No, not sex lives, but what's, what's been? <laughs> <laughs> the kids are like bragging about their parents. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> oh, but well, my, well, my it, could would, it could my be. My dad would do it more it. times tonight than your dad. You name it. You name it. Kids, <laughs> kids, it turns out, and I'm sure our kids are the exact same when they go to school. Kids just start talking. First it used to be like. It used to be like, oh, my dad's. My dad would be your dad. He'd be, he'd be your dad to a pub. Now it's like, my dad would do it more times a night than your dad. Is that, is, that, is that where we're at in 2020? I, this whole thing has gone off in a tangent that I really wasn't expecting. Well, there's no way any of my kids would ever be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> your lads are just like, coyly, coyly walk off into a quiet corner. <laughs> oh, listen, let's, let's not get into this conversation. You'll be, you'll be there explaining, Dave, about the birds and the bees, and they'll be like, but... That doesn't make sense because how are we here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not looking forward to it. But look, it's a, it's, it's a conversation every parent has to have. Well, it's a conversation every parent should have. Um, I think you're doing your children a disservice if you don't have it explained to them from you rather than them hearing it and from maybe a somewhat untrustworthy source. But um, At what age? I don't know. I'd say I was maybe... Was I eight or nine, maybe, when I had that chat? I have yet had with me. chat with my parents. Um, <laughs> so I would hope that I'm a couple of years away from it yet. But I guess you want to get in before, as you say, they start hearing misinformation. Exactly. People are always going to hear that anyways and mm. going to yeah. accept parts of what they hear from their mates. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you do so, want to get in, I guess. I guess nine, ten, all right. See, but then I, well, no, we're not, I was going to ask a question there that I'd probably regret. Um, well, they could ask some very difficult questions of you. Do you know, you would, you would obviously like, you would like them to wait and you would like it to happen in as safe and as comfortable and as loving an environment as possible. And then if they turn that back on you and say, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, is that why... Is there, not a, is, there, is there not a sweet spot here of... So you tell them about when they're about nine or ten and you get the ball rolling and they have enough information <laughs> to keep them going. The time... The only time they'd ever start asking are questions like that would be when they're like 16, 17. By which case, they won't want to talk to you anyways. Like that's yeah. the last thing a kid is ever going to want to hear. Surely. Well, certainly the last thing a 16-year-old would want to hear, yeah, but I don't know. Much well, if they start than... asking about that, Dave, you just lie. Yeah. That's an acceptable time to lie <laughs> yeah. to your children. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Twice, so, um... mommy and daddy loved each other enough two times in the last 20, <laughs> 10 years, and here you are. True stings. Um, <laughs> go around the houses there, and who, who, who had the conversation with their own parents, and at what age? And I'll start by saying I have not had it with my parents yet. I well, I would say I'm more likely to have been about twelve. I honestly don't remember my exact age, but I'd say I was about twelve. My dad, but by that stage, like, you've heard quite a lot of information. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm sure, pretty sure I was younger than that, but I couldn't. I can't put an exact age on it. But it was. I remember it being, you know, a pretty comfortable. I must have been younger than twelve or thirteen. I think when you get to that age. The giggles start, and you probably everyone starts to feel a little bit embarrassed in the room. I don't remember there being that feeling. I remember being, "All oh, right, okay, that's interesting. Oh yeah, oh thanks for letting me know." 
Whereas I think if I was 13 or 14, you wouldn't know where to look. Thanks for letting me know. Here's for the heads up. Thanks for that. So when's this going to happen again? <laughs> Thank How you often? for your information. But I'd, look, it's with, it's with everything. It is as with everyone with children that everyone's child is different. Everyone's child probably has more propensity to be able to take this sort of information in and not be completely confused by it. So, Which, which brings um, us to Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I must I think I I think I remember my mother talking to me. I must have been about thirteen because I definitely remember I was sort of going, like, stop talking to me. I, 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 <laughs> I have enough information on this. Thank you very much. I prefer to believe the stuff I'm hearing. Hey, cold hard dash reality is not what I want right now. So, <laughs> and look, it's obviously very, very much. different. The circumstances are very different from when we would have been having this conversation with our parents mm. because the information is so readily accessible in a good way and a negative sense as well. So where, like, where would we have even begun to have gone looking if, if we were curious? I started asking our mates questions. Like, could you go down to that section of the library and find something to read up on it on you your own? We could. I was, in the ideal, Britannica. I was in the ideal scenario that I have a brother who's four years older than me. So like, he's obviously proud of furrow. That's, um, that's like the ideal when you think about it. It's like, he's just, it's just enough to have a few years, right? To be able to say to you, to take you aside and sort of put the brotherly arm around you, go, listen, this stuff is coming down the track. So I was obviously cognizant of that at some age. I can't actually remember what age it was, but I do remember going to him and saying, hey, listen, um, slightly awkward one here, but um, every time I, uh, can't remember exactly how I phrased it or whatever, the, every time I see this girl or whatever it was, uh, uh, I don't think any of the, the rest of us have any idea where the end of this sentence is going. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, do you know? A neighbour, right? Uh, I'm like, oh, you know, this stuff starts to happen and I'm like a little bit freaked out by it. I don't really know what's going on. And like, I was really hoping for the, obviously, you know, I put myself out there a bit like, um, on, I was on, on the edge of it. So he said, yeah, listen, um, I have no idea what you're talking about. That, <laughs> that sounds like, uh, <laughs> sounds like it might be you might be something up. What I would do if I were you, I'd go and talk to mama about that. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> which, needless to say, I fucking did not. <laughs> but fair play to him. That was uh, well played. I mean, it was a bit of genius to come up with that on the spot. Yeah, I don't know if he'd had, had something similar or whatever, gone, but it was a good... It was a good line, but I'm very happy that I didn't. I mean, maybe I should have gone and spoke to my mother about it. I don't know what she would have said to me. Mm. Brought you down to confess your sins in mass? Would that have been the, the, the <laughs> she would have gone, time? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what she would have said. It was about somebody specific as well, which would have made it all a bit too weird, but I didn't have any cop I didn't have any. I didn't have the nose to have any clue what the hell was happening. Like, so. And what age were you? I don't know. I can't quite remember. Like, I would say 17, 18, no. Um, not sure. Not sure. It must have been somewhere between 10, 12, I suppose. And did that traumatise you for a long time? I did. No, I, I do remember it. Um, I do remember it, but I don't remember specifically. It was more the, oh, you're adopted stuff that, um, you know, that constant sort of sibling abuse that, that I got from all of my family, being the youngest of five came from all of them at various so was that that I was probably battling with that more even to this day um than I was with that one. Yeah. Did you ever believe that you were adopted? Were I'd you adopted? For short at short bursts. No, not that I'm I don't think so. Um yeah for short bursts probably but 
listen, it's uh, it's part of growing up, isn't it? It's part of a, a large abusive family. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, now as the the parent of multiple children, you realise that no parents on this planet would possibly adopt a fifth child if they didn't have to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, where do babies come from? Frequently asked questions. Uh, babies grow from a very special seed, which grows inside a mammy until it's ready to be born. And then slightly more detailed, if your kid can take it, this is according to um, the booklet. A baby is made when a sperm from a man and an egg from a woman join together and grow inside the woman's body in a special place called a womb. And then it's a bit more, where does the sperm come from? Well, every person's body is made up of lots of small parts called cells. That's it. Skip straight to the cellular. Different cells do different jobs around the body. The sperm and the egg are special cells which can make a baby when they join together. How does the sperm get into the woman's body? That, that is the question that has yet to be answered there. Has that come up the yet? Ma the man well, of course, gives in the, the, in the modern age, that's a, that's a question that could have any number of answers. Well, uh, this, and I, actually they make that point at the very start. They say that this is... Um, for a traditional uh, family unit, but be aware that obviously it's important that you uh, talk about the other potentials as well. The man gives the woman the sperm, full stop. No, nothing else, that's it, it's over. How, Ger? Uh, there is a sample explanation under suggested answers to children <laughs> of different ages, nine to 12, in the parent section of sexualwellbeing.ie. Right. I think I'm safe enough from this conversation for a while. Like I'd say three of those sentences in and my kids have already lost interest. It's Fifth and sixth class, they're going to get taught this in, in school. Well, not if our current <laughs> Minister for Education has anything to say about it. Well, I, I think the good thing is that the Minister for Education doesn't actually get to decide that policy. Um, how does the baby get out? Well, it's a war zone, baby. It's a war zone. <laughs> <laughs> there's forceps, there's a lot of pulling, there's screaming, there's blood in the walls. Is that the, is that the accurate representation that we're going to give? Your mom never really recovered from having you. <laughs> <laughs> the day you arrived was one of the worst days of our lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, right, so that's well, it. Like that's... watching your favourite pub burn down. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear that? Yeah. No. No, I'm looking forward to another two or three years without having to go deeply into the detail there. Fingers crossed. So what else has been going on this week? That Kids are at summer camp. Glorious. Or this week was supposed to be the cool camps, was it? No, well, they're, at a, they're at a cool camp of sorts. They're actually now, because we thought we couldn't get them into the two they wanted to do. So we booked them into another one and then they got into them. So they're doing three of them in the space of four weeks. So I was like, oh, it's so quiet around the house. It's just, it's magic. It's a uh, little insight into what working from home might be like when they go back, in, back to school. Turns it out when be, it's not somebody tapping you on the shoulder every five minutes, it's a lot calmer. It must be incredible peace and quiet. Yeah, no, there is still the 18-month-year-old. Oh, yes, there is, yes. Who's <laughs> uh, two. Who uh, is missing her brother's... Uh, massively and a little bit lost and sort of goes to the door to look at and see when they might be Aww. coming back. Yeah, the uh, the youngest lad was was in tears going yesterday. Right, happy First days. time he'd been and was down with my parents last week uh, for a few nights, sent him down for three nights and was in tears all the way down there as well. Didn't want to be apart. Didn't want, to, not, oh. not from me of course, from his mother. <laughs> I have yet to receive any of this adulation in 
Uh, my absolute. You get it from the baby, the eighteen-month-year-old. Um, Wine delivery that's just popped in there. No, sorry, I was just uh, looking out. So they came straight home from camp, and there's now a game of football going on outside, and there's a child down. Just hasn't. I'm just wondering, is it a? Yeah, you know, you're looking. Has the child moved yet? I think. Oof. No, it looks okay. Is it one child? Not my child. No, that's why oh. I obviously looked straight away. It's hard to know what eight-year-olds like. You know, they they're watching Neymar. They're diving. They're crying for the sake of it. So yeah. Sorry, I got distracted there. <laughs> are you getting all? Are you getting all the affection from the baby? Um. Yeah. She. So last Wednesday night we went out for dinner, and uh, my wife's mother came over, and we only went out at half seven. So she was only up for about half an hour with us not there. And since then, she's been unbelievably clingy. Like, it's all a little bit worrying for when they do go back to school and her mother goes back to work as to how she'll actually deal with this. And since then, all she wants is her mother, her mother, all day, every day. You cannot, like, brought her for a walk yesterday evening the whole way. Where's mommy? Where's mommy? Where's mommy? So, uh, yeah, it's a bit, like, listen, a week of being back to school, I'm sure it'll all be fine. I trust it'll all be fine. But, like, she's had five months of 24-7 attention. So how you suddenly snap out of that and realize there's more going on in life. Is it the same for you guys in the morning time in particular? They only ever want to know where mammy is. Like if, if, if they walk into the room and their mammy isn't in the bed, where is she? How long has she been gone? When is she back? Why is she not here? Where all reports tend to indicate that when the roles are reversed, same questions are not asked. <laughs> It doesn't really matter where daddy is. I have that, that's the case for our eldest lad. But for the uh, girl, the little girl, she's the exact opposite. She's like, I can't move. She's my shadow. Like, wherever I go, she's chasing me around. And in the morning, it's like the first thing you can hear when she wakes up. She's very, she's great. She's very independent compared to him. Like, she'll totally occupy herself for endless uh, amount of time on end. Even when she wakes up in the morning, it's like a gentle, he'll wake up. And as soon as he's awake, you have to be there to tend to, whereas she's, you could hear her sort of pottering around, but once she does get moving, it's da 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 So it's mad, yeah. I, I, it's, there's no explaining it. Like, unless it's that she's been looking at your man, hugging all the attention from his mother, and she's like, well, she's kind of occupied with that guy. There's a gap in the market. Doofus over here is, doesn't seem to have anything to do if I hook into him. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. might actually explain, I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's, I'm sure they can identify that stuff. Are you softer on her than you are with him? Um, well, probably, but only because she's younger, I'd say. Um, like she, she, I don't know, they'll have a lot of years to develop given that they're tiny, but uh, the indications are that she'll be, she is far more independent than he is now. Like he's, anything he, he any, like he can't be sort of left on his own for any period of time. Uh, whatever it is that he's doing, he needs to have people involved with him. Whereas she's like, you have to go looking for her at times. Uh, the second child needs to be more independent, don't they? Because they don't get anywhere close yeah. to the level of attention that the first kid did. If you could they're just apply that, that, if you could apply that to the first kid, you know, like that sort of stand, like stand off. Go back in time and not ruin your first child. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same when, you know, the second child takes, it takes an awful lot more for he or she to be brought to hospital than it did the first child. It's a low bar. It is it's a low bar, yeah. The hospital bar is a low bar, but it is indicative of everything else. And so, Nathan, do you feel like you are softer on your baby than you were on the first two? Um, 
definitely, I would say, than the first one. Even still, I find at times I'm like, geez, I'm way harder on him than I am on his younger brother. Like, I just don't let him away with anything. I don't know why. It's just, it's always, like, I'm trying to stop myself from doing this, obviously, and have recognized it. But there's just something that I'm like holding him to a higher standard. Because you're um, thinking, well, it's not, maybe two. you're thinking, because you, like if you get it right with him, um, then it'll all just be the trickle down effect. So if I, if I get this right, he'll just pass it on to the rest of them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what are you, how are you with your kids, Jerry? Do you treat them all the same? Um, I'd say if you ask them all, they would say I am. I'm pretty mean to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'd say we probably. I'd say I, I probably am harder on the eldest as well, and certainly uh, you'd feel very guilty about it a lot because, mm. like, they're still really, really, really young. Um, now you're beginning to be able to have conversations that are like proper conversations, um, and that are a bit calmer, but. Uh, like we're kind of getting to the door slamming and storming off stage, which seems to have come a little bit earlier than I had anticipated. I thought there was like a sweet spot here between kind of say eight and 13 where maybe <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, like, and the lack of consistency, you know, you try and be consistent, but you can't remember from one day to the next what your policy was in this particular <laughs> sin. <laughs> it's almost as if you're just making it up as you go along. <laughs> you know, where do we stand on the sin of like kicking in the face, but if she kind of deserved it? Like I know in, in theory, I'm against kicking in the face, but you like, you did quite a lot of stuff there Ooh. where, you know, you probably deserved a little bit of something. And um, so it's, it's, definitely hard and everybody's litigating it the whole way along it's not like it's, it's not like you're the only judge of the situation it's like they themselves have got this kind of court system in place where it's like well you did deserve it because you did this this and this over the last three days and it's like well it sounds like quite a lot is she is she right is that true is that is, did, you, did you do that you're not expected to be consistent though are you i overheard a conversation with a this is could have been a year ago a parent and a child total random walking past them at the shopping center and he was given out about this exact same thing about Mother kid had been given different, uh, di- different justice, different form of justice, you say. And the father, all I heard was, and the reason it stuck me was it was so funny. He just went, I'm not expected to be consistent. And I thought, that's a great line. Like, why should you be? Why should you be able to account for every little? I mean, it's, it's fair. Well, that's Jer's right. There are nuances to every, converse, every situation. And <clears throat> sometimes the victim is in the wrong. Sometimes the, vis- the victim of the physical attack is in the wrong because it's been building and it's probably the fault lies at the, the fault lies at our door because we missed the warning signs that maybe the older child was being tormented for 45 minutes. It's a bit like I was listening to that Brian Do- uh, John Keane chat with Tomas O'Shane. He was talking about Brian Dewar giving a bit of needle to one of the Westmead players, uh, Doran Hart, and Doran Hart turns around and thumps him. And obviously the referee sends off Doran Hart and Brian Dewar's walking around going, sorry about that. So like that's kids though. Provoke and provoke and provoke until the other one gets the red card. Yeah, but the referee almost certainly didn't see or hear what Brian Dewar was up to before he got boxed. No, Whereas often absolutely. we will have seen and heard the prodding and the probing and the provocation and the, the chipping away uh, for about 45 minutes until eventually the older kid turns around and lays the other one out. <laughs> so who's to blame there? Is it the blame all on the older child? Like they're probably within their right to say, you were sitting here, you saw what was happening, 
It's like the, the corner forward that gets no protection from the referee and eventually decides, I'm going to have to sort this out myself. Otherwise, I'll get picked on for God knows how long. And eventually, the older child has just had enough and he just says, right, I'll throw a thump here. And uh, maybe the next time, the, my younger brother might just think twice about stealing every single toy that I lay my hands on. So it's the parents' fault, unfortunately. It's probably the harsh truth of it. It's a coalition of blame. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, I think we said this before. I, I wish my kids knew that how little I actually care about some of this. That I'll be, I'll, although I appear to be really, really angry, yeah. I actually don't care. And in 10 minutes time, I've totally forgotten about this. And have I left some sort of massive scar on you by the yeah. losing the absolute rag? And I know we've talked about this a lot down through the years, but like, like there's, I, right now I couldn't think of one thing my children have done that I'm really annoyed about. Like that like, could force me to get properly angry. But I've been angry quite a lot. But where's it all gone? It's just disappeared. I've totally forgotten. The other day, like every night going, remember that time he absolutely like ripped into me for that one thing I did, when, even though my brother kicked me in the face and I just retaliated? Like, have I left a lasting impact with my anger? But anger never, yes. stands up. anger never stands up to the scrutiny of no. uh, time to heal and perspective. Anger is momentary. That's just the nature of it. Unless it's something deeply terrible that has happened and you carry a grudge with you for years as obviously is the case with some people but one slight incident in the household is over and you, the red mist descends because you're furious at what you've seen you're furious because you've just seen your older son punch your younger son in the face and that angers you greatly for 15 seconds but then it's gone and you're right nathan i probably cannot think of a single thing they've done that I still regret or that still annoys me because it's all one flashy moment that is gone in a blink of an eye and you're no longer angry about it two minutes later. I do remember holding a grudge against one of my boys for longer than 10 seconds. It was back maybe when he was very young and I just it just seemed that all I was getting was abuse all the time. And you do get tired of it. But again, that would have been maybe a couple of weeks at most. A couple of weeks, quite long. <laughs> <laughs> was this around the time you fucked the uh, bicycle over the, over the hedge? No, it wasn't. No, I just, no, not two weeks. But I, 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 I would remember saying to myself, you have to get over this because you have to spend the afternoon with him. You can't like walk around for the day in a bad mood like you would with your missus because of something that's happened. Like you have to look after them. You have to bring them places. You have to smile and laugh and play with them and let them know where everything's okay and that they're safe and that they're loved. Because like they did something that really annoyed you at 11 o'clock this morning. You can't let that cloud your mood with them at 5 p.m. I mean, that is, that would scar them. If daddy's not, ta daddy's not talking to me mm. because of something I did like this morning. Do, you, um, do your lads hit you? Not anymore, no. They used to. Um, the only when did it stop? Ah, uh, stuff like when they were maybe, when he, when he, I'd say when he was three, maybe. I think, does every parent not get hit by their kids at some stage when they're acting up? I think there was, it was around maybe time around potty training and uh, a couple of things were changing in his life in terms of going to Montessori and crash for the first time. And um, in 
to maybe ways that we didn't fully appreciate at the time his world has been turned upside down but and i don't think they realize what they're doing it's not a premeditated act obviously they don't fully understand the seriousness of hitting somebody else um particularly their mother or the father or a grandparent or somebody but uh i'm thankfully it never happens anymore which is um which is good hmm. what about you uh well our, our son punched full full force punch uh his mum the other day um because she was bringing him to the toilet and she brought him to the women's instead of the men's and he wanted to go to the men's and so that was like smack like a proper and you know the whole um they don't know their own strength well like they kind of do know their own strength because they're battering their other siblings quite a lot and they they see the impact that it has so uh needless to say it didn't go down too well and um and um so what was your reaction uh well so I, i'm there away at the moment completely. they're away at the moment so like <clears throat> have you got a free gaff right now i do oh score for how long <laughs> Um, for about a week. Oh, what? That's outrageous. This should have been the start of the uh, <laughs> the dad cast, and we just abuse you for a full hour as to how good you have it. We're everything Gilroy's tonight for a rake of beers. <laughs> wow, it's coming to an end very soon. So, well, what has it been like? I know you're up at the crack of dawn most mornings for well, Monday to Thursday anyway for OTBM, but um. They, they, you, you can just do what you want and you can leave stuff on the floor and you don't have to well, clean up and you can just there's going to be like a day and a half of cleaning up which I'm, <laughs> I'm staring down the barrel of right now I'm like oh god uh, so I'm not looking forward to that bit um, but we were training for the triathlon so it wasn't like I'm, and also I'm too old to be like enjoying a free gaff the way that you would have enjoyed a free gaff when you were mm-hmm. even 10 years younger have um, you been bored have you missed them are you walking around yeah. at like 6 in the evening going where is everybody? Yeah, a little bit, little bit, little bit bored. Definitely miss them. Um, and like, there's no, there's none of your normal. You're completely out of your routine. So like, yeah. uh, although I really enjoy cooking, I've barely. It was only the last three days that I got back to actually making proper food for myself. Now I have tried every pizza joint in North Dublin, uh, which has been, you know, good for good information gathering. But um, it's yeah, it's it's weird. You're definitely on a stage where you're like, oh, okay it's less enjoyable than you think it's going to be. Well, it is something that we've talked about in the past, in the more recent past, but also maybe months ago as well, where I, for a few days last summer, I had about four or five days in a row where I was on my own in the house. And you put the key in the front door at about maybe four in the afternoon and you step into the hallway and it's deeply unsettling. The silence, the lack of action, the lack of life going on, buzzing on around you. And we've mentioned several times, it does give you a little insight into what it would be like to live as a single man away from your family home. And it takes a while when you walk into the house to kind of realize, well, this is only temporary, and but it's just a tiny window into what it might be like. It, very unsettling. That, that was exactly, that's, uh, you've characterized it very well there. Um, that, that lack of noise is something that you're like, well, what is that? And then at night you hear these noises and you're like, what is that? I could send her cell phone or get one of the kids up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, go on. Go out, go out there and check what that noise is. And those lights flashing on the roof. You, you, you don't have any choice when you have a family, right? Like when you play that scenario out when you're a single man and uh, you know, you're not married or anything like that. 
<laughs> it's like, well, if somebody breaks in, I might just cower away in the cupboard. <laughs> I can roll over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If somebody breaks in anything. now, I'm like, I really have to get out of there. Yeah, get out of the uh, get out of the bed and take this person on. We're going back to the punch. So was the riot act suitably read to the point where I think it was unlikely it, to happen again? I think he he, he was unfortunate enough in that uh, it, it was lashing right, and uh, so they were on a mission to pick up some food and drop it home to um, one of my in-laws. And uh, when they got outside, uh, there was a minor scrape of a, a third party's car, and so. Uh, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> that, that compounded events, and then they got home and realized they'd left the food in town, and so they had to go back into town again. And not for, fortunate that all this other shit was going on, and it was like, no, 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 there was right, definitely, was a, I think there was oh, the various no. grudges. Like, there was okay. if you were to locate the precise moment that everything went wrong, this is the, that was the moment from that point forward. So, oh, uh, there's nothing worse because like everyone's been in that position as a kid where other things are going wrong after you've done the bad thing and you're sitting in the backseat of the car weighing up that exact conundrum of like, am I going to get away with this now because all these other things have happened or am I going to get it to blame for everything that's just happened? So, all this happened while you were sat at home by yourself, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so are you having to do the whole when your wife is ringing? Well, I've had a really tough, I've been at work for 15 hours today. I'm certainly not here relaxing, having pizza with my feet up and a glass of wine and watching Netflix. <laughs> no wine midweek, no wine midweek. That's the new me ever since we've become athletes. That's, that's why I beat you, Nathan. That's the, that's the difference. So, yeah. Damn it. Uh, no, you, I, 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 you can't lie about that stuff. Like You just have to like try and listen and go. Yeah. I, like, I don't know why he punches... I don't know. I mean, then if it's going to continue, it is going to be a disaster. I'm glad to hear that it's a three-year-old no, it, thing. Cause it won't. Three, it so. won't. No, it, our lad, our lad uh, he grew out of it very quickly. And it hasn't, the odds maybe slap on the bum or something from the younger fella, but it's nothing that I would ever, have ever been worried about. Um, I remember being bitten on an airplane once that was on, on a flight to a holiday destination. And mid-flight, I was bitten in the leg, badly bitten in the leg as in it went through my jeans and Jesus. left and broke skin on my thigh. And that is obviously something I think every parent has experienced, Lucky, yeah. the bite. And this isn't like a kid that's teething and is desperate for some relief. This mm. is a lashing out. Uh, the, their redness descends. And, um, but again, I think that's a three-year-old thing as well. I don't know, the terrible twos were grossly overhyped in my, in my book and in my house. It was the terrible threes for us. That's where the majority of the really major eruptions took place. But I, I can tell you there, that will pass. It won't, it won't continue to happen. It's, I think every parent has probably gone through that, particularly with boys. Do you know those families? Do you ever see those families like out and about who are like all oh, very calm? Like if you see something going yeah. up, yeah. parents go, oh, now little Jeffrey, if you could not do that in future and little Jeffrey's like oh I'm really sorry mom that was really intent <laughs> to do that and I grossly apologize for it. And like I you see those families and I wonder what the hell like what, how does that how do you like is that just is there a philosophical approach to, to like to discipline with those parents you know like that that's not the do you know like they're produced like they're, they're producing um moderate children do you know what I mean like children who when they get upset about something, don't punch you, or like in our case, start roaring the house down. Um, or would you roar the house down outside? 
I mean, it's outside in public, not the time for that sort of low-lying anger of, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> we, were, we were, I had been up in Donegal um, recently enough, and there was a Zoom call to, uh, it was a Zoom call, it must have been to a friend for a birthday or something, and um, somebody was in bed asleep anyway, and I told everybody under pain of death, you be silent in this house no matter what, okay? We are guests here, you are being quiet. And of course, the noise level came up and came up and came up and came up and came up to the point where they were essentially screaming at each other. And I burst into the kitchen and went, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> are you still on the Zoom call? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, is the mic good? Yeah. I don't know if the mic is good. I don't know if you're facing in or not. Uh, so. I, I did ask, I did burst into a room yesterday and ask what the F was going on. Uh, and not as calmly as that. It was more, what the F is going on here? And straight away, you said, yeah. <laughs> Delighted with themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donald Trump tactics, like point at the thing that's actually nothing to do with the issue. And, and the question went unanswered. But again, it was somebody got hurt for, as the tomfoolery got out of hand, which is usually, and it's usually accidental as well. But if you sense it building over a while, you can just tend to fly off the handle a bit too quickly. I have stopped sending myself the email every night saying, do not lose the rag. I'm ready to start sending it again. Whatever works. It did work when it was used. I'm fairness, I'm like, we're what, five months into this. It has happened very rarely. It couldn't have gone better in that regard. I, if you had told me back in early March that we'd be in this situation five months later or four months later and there would be as few meltdowns amongst all parties as there have been, I would not have believed you. So we're very lucky on that count. Yeah, but, um, everybody has survived largely. Until we get that back into phase two now in the next couple of days. Well, we think we, serve, we think we survived, but Nathan is always mentioning your fear, Nathan, that, you know, the mental scars of this time in their lives will not be laid bare until maybe sometime in the medium to distant future. Oh, I, but I, I think I was saying last week that actually, like, maybe there's going to be more positives than negatives for them, provided like this vaccine that we're hearing about, you know, gets to us sometime in the next year, that it's not a five-year worry for everybody hopefully well your kids are doing like three guy camps are they like when they're in 20 years time when they're on the late late show being interviewed by i don't know own sheehan <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh what was the pivotal moment in your career well oh you remember covid19 we went in three ga camps and became ga Lionel messi's yeah, well, the, but the amount of soccer they played during lockdown, there was a, a massive improvement in both them and me. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get out for a five-a-side to show off my skills. Though, as I've probably previously pointed out, it is a shock to the system when you go playing adults and playing your six- and seven-year-old the entire time, and you're, you are Lionel Messi to them, and you're skinning them alive, and you're delighted with yourself. You know, when somebody full-size comes in and clatters you, it's a <laughs> slightly different experience. <laughs> Are you back playing five aside? Is that has that restarted? No, I haven't. It is. I think it is back. I I stopped playing five aside a couple of years ago. Sort of got out of the routine. I did play over thirty fives. I mentioned that for a few weeks. That's that's what you need to be playing. When you're so competitive, you're so always sort of semi competitive. A lot of the lads were playing competitively over thirty five at the weekends, but I didn't. But 
like so if you go there when you're 37 suddenly you're the young oh, yeah. guy again you're not the old lad at five aside you're the young guy and all the rest like there's loads of lads in their 50s it's brilliant it's like the champions the tour in the states it's like the 51 year old on the champions tour is wiping the floor yeah, out the yeah exactly <laughs> right we're done is there anything else that anybody else wants to talk about this week don't think so another week done I was just thinking yeah. about uh, chocolate and my favourite chocolate bars but I'll, I'll come back to that next week maybe interesting topic <laughs> there was yesterday we, uh, we went up to the farm up in Cavan yesterday for the day it was great we hadn't been up there since since the lockdown started but um, there were three different people I was speaking to on route saying oh you should call in today could have gone into my sisters who was on the road up towards Cavan and my parents are down that way as well and I, I had to refrain from saying yes to all three because I realised I've got the entire week to fill here. We are not in a position where we can knock off three house visits on the same day. That's just bad planning. So I managed to keep it to one and I still have the other two to rely on for later in the week. So any, for our parents out there that really only have a limited number of places they can go on a weekly basis, do not go to more than one place in one day. You're just making life awkward for yourself come Thursday and Friday. Uh, we should talk about what's going to come up with um, schools, obviously, because next week is the last week of July, and then the following week is August, and the kids are actually technically back to school in August, mm. the end of August. Yeah, 24th of, of August, I think, for our youngest Montessori. So that's, what, four weeks away. And are they opening? Do you think that's they will open? The, that's the plan. The plan right now is now the detail has yet to be revealed. Um, and obviously the devil will be in that because I don't know what sort of measures have to be put in place and how different life will be for him as opposed to what it was like in March when it's hard to believe it was March when it finished up. Good grief. So, yeah, I don't know whether there's going to be a long charter that we have to go through and whether there'll be staggered drop-off times and collection times and pods and declarations to be signed and but hopefully we'll find all that out in the next four weeks. And then, you know, this primary school is going to be back what about the 28th, 29th of August? And there's virtually no detail at the moment. It's quite worrying. Yeah, because if it doesn't happen, life is going to be uh, very different, where all of a sudden we have to go back into that routine of homeschool every day and, oh, God. and all the rest. That was not as much crack as, um, you know, people made out or any crack. <laughs> it, it is a pretty frightening thought, the possibility that they won't be in school in September, isn't it? It's... I don't know, because, because of the childcare situation as well. There's, there's just no way you can fit everything in. And yeah, the thoughts of going back to the homeschooling, no. I hope that was a one-off. And I only had a five-year-old junior infant to deal with. I can't imagine what it was like for you guys who had an awful lot more than that to be contending with. All right. Dadcast at offtheball.com is the email address. You can use the hashtag Dadcast or better still, follow us on Twitter at DadcastPod, and you can always leave a review on iTunes or on the Google Play Store or wherever it is that you get these. Um, and uh, actually, every rating that you give us on iTunes is really helpful to help people um, discover.